Hi, and welcome back to the CL Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Lovelace. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited about this podcast today. I don't know why. I've just got a lot of energy. It usually happens when it's like getting warm outside and spring is coming. I've got terrible allergies and a broken foot that's not healing. But hey, I've got energy. So let's just jump into it. Excuse me. Usual disclaimers, squeaky chair, loud environment, doesn't matter. Let's go. All right. Two articles. I'm trying. I'm still trying to do the two article thing. I tried it last week, and my entire week was kind of wrecked because every single day it felt like I had to work on platform work. You know, um, writing articles, <coughs> making social media posts. That that was the hardest one. I think I recorded the podcast at least twice. Um, no, I did three total recordings because last week I was going to do two different podcasts, one for each article, but I decided um, not to do that. So this week, I'm still trying two articles this week, but I'm, I've am i tweaked a lot behind the scenes. So last week, I sat down and wrote two articles. You know, I had two completely different subjects. The first one was about uh, playgrounds, or now I'm using the word sandboxes primarily. So that was the first one. And then the second one was about the Illuminati, right? <clears throat> well, this week, I wrote one and cut it in half. So it's just a mental thing. Um, they're both, you know, they're both perfectly um, – What's the word? Um, they're both perfectly um, linked articles. They're both article length, excuse me. Um, but um, I just cut one single one in half instead of writing two distinct ones, which is fine, I think. Okay, so this week um, <coughs> I'm still posting on Fridays, <coughs> which you already know because it's Friday. I've heard that um, it, it – um, that – podcasts tend to do better on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, um, we'll st- we'll just see how it goes. You know, I, I also should go back. Let me go back and look at the stats for last podcast. Anyway, you guys might find that exciting. Uh, posts, load more posts. Uh, seeking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I had 12 total views, eight podcast downloads and one share after listening. 10 email recipients, 9 opens, but that counts every time one person opens it, so that doesn't mean 9 recipients opened it. So let's take a look at that. Email, yeah, someone opened it 5 times, another person opened it 3 times, and then my mom opened it once. (laughs) Um, So that was the podcast for last week. Um, In weeks before, let's see how it it contrasts. So 12 total views, 8 downloads. The one before that, which was released on February 16th, which I think was middle of the week. Let me look at my uh, my calendar. So the 16th was a Thursday instead of a Friday. Now that had 14 total views and 20 downloads, but only four opens um, from email. Uh, but that doesn't seem as important. Uh, before that, 11 total views, 12 downloads. Before that, 10 total views, 19 downloads. So, yeah... If if I just had one the one to go by, I'd say that I'm not getting um, as good reception when I release on Friday. But I'm gonna re- release on Friday one more time this week. Um, maybe I should do it two more times. I don't know. And if the the count is still low, that's okay. The thing is, I <coughs> and I may just have to re- suck it up and record two separate podcasts and post two different times during the week. But if I'm releasing my articles on Monday and Wednesday, which makes sense to me, um, I can't release the I can't release the podcast before before Wednesday. Um, now I could just release it on Thursdays. Whoa, 
Oh, sorry, that was my ceiling light flickered. I could release it before, before Friday, but I kind of like the symmetry of Monday, Wednesday, Friday as a release schedule. Now, that being said, symmetry is not as important as analytics, right? In this context, in this context. I'm not making some sort of generalization. So anyway, <laughs> that's kind of where I am. Um, this week I'm releasing on a Friday. If I notice engagement is still below the average of what it has been when I wasn't releasing on Fridays, then I will, I don't know, release on Thursdays. So yeah. Um, okay, sorry, I'm just pulling junk off my desk and looking at it. This is actually, this isn't junk. This is a card of God, and it's a Pater Noster prayer, the Our Father. Pater Noster quies in celis sanctificatur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntus tua sicut in cello et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis horio, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus deborat uh, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in ten, uh, tentationem, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Amen. <coughs> I would like to learn to pray the whole rosary in Latin. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Um, that was nice. Okay, first article. It's part one, part two situation. So I'm just going to breeze through this with no separation as if it were one article, which it kind of is. The article title, Building Ourselves, How Content Programming Can Make or Break Us. Hey all, hope everyone's had a great week and a good start to Lent. I'll give a quick review of mine. I went to Ash Wednesday service at our local cathedral, the Cathedral Basilica on Mendel in the Central West End in St. Louis, uh, for their ordinary form service with my sister, and I really enjoyed it. It was my first Ash service too. Unfortunately, I didn't realize that you're supposed to fast on Ash Wednesday and thought that the fast starts on Friday. Um, so I had meat that day, even though I'm still a catechumen and not technically confirmed yet, which means I'm not technically beholden to the, uh, the fasting rules yet. I did still feel a little bad about it. But now that I know, it won't happen again. Uh, maybe I'll put a reminder in my phone for next year. Don't fast. Um, I mean, don't forget to fast on Ash Wednesday. Also, I just realized... I'm using a boom mic. I forgot to put a counterweight on the end, so I may be adjusting it throughout the uh, the podcast because there's nothing within arm's reach of me <laughs> except for the headphones. <coughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Pardon me. Um, anyway, uh, my first Friday went well, too. I made rice and corn uh, and ate that throughout the day. I do have some health issues around diet um, that I have to watch out for, and I did feel a, l a little thrown off by the end of the day. Uh, in that regard, but I think I'll be just fine doing Friday fasts, you know. Um, praise God. Uh, the important thing to remember is that uh, we do this so that we can focus on Jesus and give extra attention to him. And uh, in putting the extra work in and in putting in the extra work to avoid these certain foods on Fridays, we're able to give that much more focus to him. <coughs> so, yeah, a thought on this. I had a conversation. There's a wonderful um group on Facebook, Catholic Answers, and they do their best to answer kindly and objectively any questions anyone who has um, a question about the faith might ask. So I asked about good, you know, uh, fast Friday fasts and, um, you know, how, you know, because it's kind of daunting if you've never fasted before. And I, in addition to that, I make my meal prep several days out. So like, I'll just make this big pot of, it's usually ground beef and rice and corn. 
you know, and I'll have other stuff too, but that's just my primary base food. Um, but anyway, I asked about this, and I got a lot of answers, you know, big extravagant pasta dishes, uh, fried fish, which is very popular, and, you know, all this kind of stuff, all these kind of ways to avoid meat. But this one comment stood out to me in particular, and I, I'd pull it up, but um, it's not ready ready at hand. Anyway, pardon me again. Um, it said something to the effect of a lot of people want to make extravagant meatless meals for Friday, but that's not really the point of fasting. The point of fasting is to intentionally deprive yourself of a good pr uh, pr uh, temporarily uh, in order to pray or in order to increase devotion. So you're not really, I mean, you're fasting for meat in the technical sense, but you're not really focusing your heart on the point of fasting if you're making these big extravagant dishes. Now, that being said, I'm in favor of, like, having a fish fry with your local parish and getting together to meet people once in a while, right? But <coughs> not. I feel like um, the, the standard for Fridays should be simplicity in order to pray and all that. But I am still a catechumen, so, you know, what do I know? <laughs> okay, um, uh, this week I want to discuss content programming, but first a check-in. So here's a creativity and expedition update. This last week, because of schedule issues, I'll outline in a moment, I didn't get much work done on expedition, but I do hope to make progress next week. Oh, and I wrote this in the, um perspective of last week so i'm talking about this week i want to make progress maybe i should write articles from the perspective that they released from i'll think about that anyway as far as other creative stuff there is something exciting that is happening i feel much more excited about music again now i've talked at length about my my journey with music and how it's kind of become sort of like more about ego at times, you know, I, I talked about all that, go find one of my past articles, you'll see it, um, lately I've been playing around with the idea of doing rock music instead of pop, um, for so long I'd try to fit into the pop format, um, but I think that this partially contributed to my eventual burnout, furthermore I feel like this part, sorry, furthermore I feel like part of the reason I want to, wanted to do pop, even though I do love the sound, um, was related to my pursuit of avarice and ego, uh, I've loved rock for a long time. My early teen years were spent going to Christian musical music festivals. Um, so the sound is ingrained in me for sure, and I've learned uh, the style as well. So who knows? Maybe I'll make music. Maybe I'll make music my focus again instead of like songwriting or storytelling or writing. But I, I still want to do expedition, of course. <coughs> um, I, I, I think I've got a really good outline for it. Uh, anyway, just to get a feel for. Oh yeah, yeah. I do want to do Expedition anyway just to get a feel for writing a short story. And I can still incorporate rock music into the tunes that I am writing for this project. Um, pardon. So, yeah, that's exciting. <coughs> and even if I did say, like, whoop, now I'm doing, now I'm a music person again, um, I mean, I still like the other formats, right? So instead of making, you know, the short story, um, the, the headliner on the banner, maybe the, the album or something is on the, on the headline, and then I'll write a short story with a with a storyline for the for the uh for the album or quote unquote and then I can still make illustrations and make my own album art uh stuff like that but um anyway just some thoughts I've been playing around with I really love pop and it wasn't 
entirely about pride that I switched over to pop. It was partially. Um, I saw I saw more potential in pop to propel me into success than I did with rock or something because you know it's not like the '70s anymore. But um, uh, two thoughts on that. First of all, rock is getting popular again. That's not quite my um, focus though. My focus is rock is freaking fun. I love rock. Now. <clears throat> this is actually going to tie in to the main subject of today, rock being kind of satanic at times. You know, the, the rock tradition aligns itself with anti-Christian themes and Satan and all this stuff. But I, there are bands out there baptizing rock and making it Christian. And I would love to make rock, um, you know, I'd love to see rock eventually become a... Um, an expression that has no ties to Satanism, right? It, I, I feel like if you study history, it'll always be at its roots. But you know, Rome was pagan before, um, um, before it was converted to Christianity. So let's do the same with rock. Um, I also feel like you can make great art with rock. <clears throat> okay, okay. So anyway, um, I'm ashamed to admit that I have been very under motivated this last week. Uh, I haven't done like the whole. Fortnite and chocolate at 8 a.m. thing, so that's good, but really, I've just been more tired in general. My goal for the upcoming week is to try uh, to better my sleep schedule, and I'm actually working on that now. I'm not at this moment. I'm obviously awake. Until now, I've been uh, getting home around 10.30 p.m. after work and laying in bed and watching YouTube or something for a while before phoning in, which I like doing. You know, I like laying around. When you get home from work, you just want to do something that turns your brain off. I don't want to get home from work after a hard, you know, a hard evening of, I don't know, thinking, you know, driving um, and delivering orders and all that. And, like, read a book or something. I don't really want to do that. But I, um, I know that's both healthier for my brain and healthier for my sleep schedule to do than it than is laying in bed watching those trashy YouTube-like fails, <laughs> and um, there's a series that I'm always watching called Quintessentially British TikToks. Really funny, <coughs> really brainless, not the most edifying, and that also ties into what we're talking about later today. Uh, oh, another another side note, I do have a cold, as you can tell. It might be a sinus infection, I don't know. It, there were a few days where it was really bad, but I'm stopped up, and I might blow my nose on air, so I apologize for that. Anyway, um, I may, I may go to the trouble of cutting that don't worry um uh, so yeah um several there are also there's another factor here with the sleep schedule several days out of the week um and the goal is every day but i all, I, I never make it every day in a week i go to morning mass at 8 a.m so in order to eat and get everything else done that i have to get done before leaving for that i'd have to get up around 6 30 i have had to i'd yeah uh i would have had i have been getting up excuse me at 6.30. As you can imagine, staying up watching memes till, uh, what, 11.30, sometimes midnight, is not compatible with getting up at 6.30 when you need seven to eight hours of sleep to be a healthy person. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, they don't mesh in the best way to prioritize sleep, so my new plan this week is to come up with some sort of bedtime routine that works. Um, but, and the hardest thing for me lately has been that I really just want to be on screens with my brain switched off at night before bed, like I was talking about, instead of reading or something else, and I, and I discussed that. This has been an absolute struggle for me. Uh, I just feel like good grief. Um, 
So anyway, uh, that's where I am on that. Schedule is still, you know, under maintenance, under, what's the word? Um, a work in progress. Scheduling is still a work in progress. Okay, format updates. And this is my last update before, before we dive into today's topic. Last week I announced that I'd start releasing two articles a week. Oh, I just talked about this. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'll just read through this and... I, I really already talked about this, um, but the, but two articles a, re- a week has been rough. Um, I had spending play. I had spent every day playing catch up. Um, I got frustrated. Um, oh yeah, I didn't even get to experience this new sandbox approach to my schedule much because there was just too much I had to do. With that being said, I'm not quite ready to give up the twice weekly idea. Yada yada yada. The goal of this, I want to put out stuff more often. That's why I'm trying to do two a week. Um, <coughs> but this would still. But this whole thing is still strictly an experiment, and I may end up going back to one the once-weekly format. I still want to release my podcast once weekly, which would mean discussing both articles um, per per podcast. I'm okay with that, though. I'd been, I've been trying to make my podcast longer, and last week was. I think last week was like 55-minute podcast, which is great. I love that. <coughs> this one might be long as well. Again, great. I love that. Okay. Um, so I want to discuss our common goal for society. Last week, I brought up how the elite want to control the population through story subjugation. This happens through their promotion of vice as well as their economic control. Uh, this week, I want to discuss our goals as Christians and specifically Catholics um, moving forward, as well as how we should approach content uh, to make it happen. So let's dig in. All right. Building ourselves part one, how content programming can make or break us. Body plays all breaks, of course. Okay. Um, <coughs> sorry, I bumped the mic. So, the forces of evil on Earth obviously have a plan for the future of the West. They've had one since the mid-20th century. They've had one since long before, but everything changed in the mid-20th century. They know what they want our culture to look like and what they want it to promote. Of course, their vision has changed and updated slightly with the technological revolution, <coughs> which for the most part... <coughs> is a good thing, you know, technological revolution, uh, but often is hijacked by evil intentions. Uh, what I feel like we on the Christian side, read the true Western side, uh, have become disconnected from is the king's vision of the future. And no wonder, we are all drowning in, excuse me, we are drowning in all sorts of messages about society uh, that knows where it wants to go. About a society that knows where it wants to go. Social media, visual media, music, it all points to cultural values that don't align with Christ. More than that, these values are generally degrading to the human person, regardless of creed. Music, even when it isn't Masonic, is often vulgar and it programs us. TV shows, movies, and other visual arts, Instagram, TikTok, being one of the worst and most blatant examples of programming... If you haven't seen it, you should look up um, – I don't even know what you put in as keywords. But basically, the news broke a few years ago that since TikTok is owned by China, their algorithm in China, it shows science experiments. It shows men working at building ships. It shows all this kind of constructive programming to the kids watching it. And I think it shuts off automatically for everyone in the country after 10. Whereas here in the U.S., they actually are pushing the algorithm to promote you know, abusive children, to promote the um, – what are they called? The um, mutilation gang, you know, the trans stuff. Uh, push overtly homosexual and just far left wokeism as much as I can because I know that stuff destroys society. <coughs> so that was, <coughs> pardon. Uh, so that's it was it was really telling to see that you know um, 
So that's TikTok. Anyway, the news is also pushi- pushing an agenda. <coughs> a large part of my thinking on this has been uh, shaped by an article I read by an online creator who goes by the name Solbrah. That's S-O-L-B-R-A-H. He's like an advocate for eating meat and, you know, sunning your genitals and healthy living, stuff like that, stuff like that. Um, and he wrote this article. I linked it in, in my article. The basic concept is that we can use our phones as an interface to create our own reality. Um, so in essence, we are being programmed by the things that we see through our phones, but we can harness that um, and program our own minds by asking a few questions. Well, I think that Solbra is onto something brilliant, but only has part of the picture. His theory on energy and the inner eye are good analogies, but they must be removed from New Age context, you know. Um, so let's baptize the concept. And <clears throat> before I move on, I want to um, um, point out something I read today, um, which is in the Bible, and it fits perfectly with this. It's the Beatitudes. Jesus is talking about idolatry. <coughs> so he said, uh, let's start in verse 29 of Matthew 5. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go into hell. So I I just read that and I was like, man, this is talking about – or this is perfectly applicable to content programming. Now, if you're not familiar or super familiar with like biblical language and all that stuff, he isn't saying to mutilate yourself. He's saying that you need to remove the influences in your life that bring you down, that uh, widen the gap between you and holiness. And I was just like, man, you know, they (laughs) – I mean I shouldn't be surprised that Christ the king knew everything. Um, two thousand years ago, but I read that and it's just like Lord works works in mysterious ways. The Spirit sh- showed me that right as I'm discussing this. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, um, so yeah, let's baptize. Let's baptize. Um, Soul Bra's idea on content programming. So there now now with this baptism with the Bible, uh, there are two approaches. The first one, career, is what is what Soul Bra was talking about and the second one and a more important one is christ how can we use content programming to lead us closer to god so let's start with the first hold on i always do this after lunch <coughs> i'm always like burping and stuff so sorry i'm trying to keep it away from the microphone at least <laughs> i'm still intent on this not becoming a um asmr oh geez i clipped earlier okay i don't know where that was but i'll try not to clip again I'm going to put on a compressor anyway. Let me just turn this down. Okay. Yeah, I didn't really do well at sa- uh, checking this before starting, but whatever. Uh, so I think there are two main ways to look at this. The first would be, as Solbra states, to use our social media feeds and other content interfaces to program ourselves into thinking and working for the future we want. If I scroll through Instagram and see beautiful cathedrals and extraordinary services, read extraordinary form, <laughs> which means like Latin mass as opposed to a mass in English, um, if you're not familiar with that term. Anyway, if I'm scrolling through Instagram and see these beautiful cathedrals, extraordinary services and incense, etc., then I'll be more likely to desire to go to church than if I were to scroll through my feed all day and see bikini pics or topics like, I won't say the word, but P- uh, P-O-R-N being spoken about flippantly, for example, one naturally lifts our focus and the other naturally lowers it or degrades it. 
So then along this line of thinking, if I were to fill my Instagram feeds with uh, tips, tricks, tracks, and beats from producers and musicians, I might feel much more motivated, not to mention I'd feel better equipped to work on my own music. This is what Soulbra is talking about, right? What we see, and especially what we see in social media, which is literally designed to program us, you know? It's literally hacking into our pleasure centers of our brain, um, and it's kind of diabolical, right? If you don't know how to handle it, it's even diabolical if you do know how to hand handle it. Anyway, um, I lost track of that sentence. We can um, we can take control of it, and we can program ourselves for the ends that we want instead of scrolling mindlessly. So that's the first concept. The second one is Christ. I think it's a great idea, right? I think this whole programming thing is a great idea, but we can go further. How can we use content programming to do the former, but most importantly to help us to become better agents for Christ? This is an idea I've been playing around with lately, especially since I've gotten back on social media for the purpose of building an audience. Uh, let me tell you, social media addiction is so prevalent in my life right now. Literally, I was um, interacting on Twitter b this morning before opening the Bible. <sighs> I try to set rules, but I just don't follow them every morning. So that's, that is something I'm working on. And so as I covered last week, almost everything that can be beamed into your phone or iPad or computer or TV or whatever typically degrades you. Most viral content, and especially lately, does the same, I've noticed. You know, if, you just, if you're just scrolling and letting the algorithm feed you um, you know, whatever it wants to feed you, memes or current events or something, then it's going to degrade you naturally. Um, partially, part of it, I think, is like we're, we're not meant to consume so much content at once, and we're certainly not meant to see so many negative current events at once. <sighs> so it's like um, unhealthy. Okay, so why is this concept important? You, I've introduced the concept. It seems like an okay idea, but you need some more convincing to do it. Why is this important? So as I've learned about and become closer to Christ through my beautiful journey into the Catholic Church, I've realized just how much work I have to do on myself in order to pursue holiness and just how much our culture works against that pursuit. I've noticed in my life that even if I don't realize it in the moment, seemingly innocuous things to the postmodern mind can actually significantly throw off my pursuit of God. So uh, so much so that I've started wanting to reevaluate where I'm at with content. Uh, no one has the right to pull me away from Christ, and in a culture that actively works to promote vice, I have to be in charge of the things that I allow to be beamed into my head. Hear me when I say that this isn't about becoming some sort of Puritan. Enjoying life is still on the table, but in the ways, excuse me, but the ways in which the elite seek to take control through our complacency are off the table, okay? They do not get to program me. I get to program me. If we don't have to walk around with these tablets of death in our pocket, we can turn them to the good. I believe that the future of content will become much more about how it programs us than about scandal or outrage culture or entertainment for the sake of entertainment. And uh, Andrew Huberman, who's like a famous online, I don't know what he is, a biologist or a psychologist or something brainy, um, excuse me, he said something like, the, the future, uh, the most, uh, what, how do I say it? I, I'm going to be paraphrasing, but he said something like, what will determine people's success in the future more than anything else is how they can control their dopamine. 
which is fantastic. Like we're drowning in dopamine in the first world. We've got these at all times. We've got two day shipping on Amazon. We've got more more content online um, than we possibly know what to do with. We could watch all day every day for an entire lifetime and not hit what the one percent mark of what's what's on the internet now. Not to mention what will be uploaded to the internet tomorrow. You know so. We're just drowning in dopamine, and it's kind of terrible. So those who can control their dopamine, and I'll be the first to admit I'm terrible at this, will be the ones who are successful in the future. Um, <laughs> this is like the definition of a first-world problem, isn't it? Like, um, And I heard someone suggest that depression is a first-world problem too, or it's a – how do they say it? It's a problem of luxury. Depression is a luxury because – we don't have to focus on surviving, right? We just have to figure out how we're made to thrive, something like that. Now I'm not talking about whatever they were talking about. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. So anyway, that's the end of part one. Oh, wait, I have one more one more paragraph. And it says, as I've stated multiple times, stories have power. They serve a function, and the story that our brains are being programmed with is fed through these machines. So why wouldn't I seek to control that? Why would I let these disgusting, perverted, evil, vile elites and their disgusting, perverted, evil, vile agenda to be beamed into my phone and into my head where I have much less control than I'd like to think I have because of vice, because of entertainment, right? It doesn't make sense. So we have to step up and control what's being fed to us, okay? You may say, I can watch PORN and not be affected by it or not get addicted by it. But I'm calling bull on that because um, it's, it's, you know, it's, well, it's science for one. But imagine that you're being force-fed McDonald's and you're saying, it's okay because I don't like McDonald's. It's not going to affect me. It's entering your system and it's integrating with your biological process, whether it's the brain or the gut. It's affecting you, okay? So these, this is food for your brain. This is this is intellectual food, um, and it's degrading us on a massive scale. It's degrading society. It's uh, doing all this stuff. So anyway, now that's the end of the first part of the article. Let me pull up the second one. Okay, and that's that's the that's the concept of building ourselves, right? We we are being excuse me. I'm about to burp. We are being controlled and built up into someone else's agenda. And just like when you start a business and you want to start making you want to stop making someone else rich by working for them, you by um building yourself in content, you are avoiding making someone else rich with your attention and you're also avoiding making someone else's ideas prevalent in your own, you know, head. And I'm sure I'd get a lot of flack from people who say, "Well, you know, the Catholic Church or Christianity is just an agenda too, right? But first of all, okay, it's different. And the first point of um, evidence for that would be the last 2,000 years of society, okay? Um, we, 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 the Catholic Church outlawed slavery in the 1500s, and um, even non-Catholic Christians worked to end slavery in the Western world um, as being an acceptable thing. You, you know, I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole. Um, I stand by what I just said, of course, but, like, I could just keep going all day about um, the goods of Christianity. Anyway, um, and and it's also a good it's also a good point and evidence toward Christianity that everyone who hates Christianity is embodying 
Satanism and the devil. And Michael Knowles pointed out um, in a podcast a couple weeks ago that those who are most crazy about Satanism always look really androgynous and gross and sexual and you can't tell if they're male or female and it's true like this sexual perversion we're experiencing now is straight in line with every expression of paganism throughout history right so um, the opposite of all that is Christ okay building ourselves part two um, the subtitle is my approach to self-programming okay so this is how I'm gonna go about it and here this is coming out Wednesday it'll already be out by the time you hear this podcast but I, I um put in this morning the um, Bible verse that I just read. And I'll read it one more time because it's the Bible. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better than it, it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body go to hell. This isn't about bodily mutilation, but about what we allow to affect us, to drag us down. This is the entire point of content programming, not only from not only on the spiritual front, but also on the success front. I wrote this article on Saturday, yada, yada. Yeah, so this is an interjection I added and I already talked about earlier. Um, yes, and this verse fits so well into this topic. Okay, where to start? First, we have to define how we are to be programmed. What future do you want? What do you think you need to change to see success? Here are my programming goals statement. Excuse me. Here is my programming goals statement, which I'm sure will change and become more accurate over time. Yeah, so it's a little broad, but this is what I've got. My goal with content programming, basically, this is my goal for any time I'm opening a social media act, any time I'm interacting online. My goal with content programming is to keep and promote personal peace in Christ, regardless of what I see, and to turn my mind towards success in my life goals, specifically in holiness, business, and storytelling, or music, in the formats I've chosen, which are writing, music, and illustrations. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a little broad, but you know, as I work on, on content programming, it'll become more and more, um, pardon me, it'll become more and more concise and aimed um, I don't know if any feed, excuse me, I don't know of any feed that can recommend four or five different subjects like the ones I listed in my statement. So here's an idea. What if I split my goals across multiple feeds? Which one or two subjects would work best on what apps? I'd say that music and illustration would be best on Instagram, right? Because pictures <laughs> uh, and videos. Um, for um, whereas business might be better suited for Twitter, and there are lots of business people on Twitter, so I've I've seen that community, and I mean that's that that goes the same with Twitter, right? I mean with Instagram, um, so it it could go either way. Uh, you see what I mean? So I could go even deeper. Instagram Reels page, uh, could be business, and its homepage could be illustration and music or something. Uh, this would always this would also help me open these apps with more intent. Now, I've been thinking about this and playing around with it, and I haven't actually gotten to the part, point where I'm going into my follows and uh, unfollowing or following or justifying why am I following this person or sitting down and writing out what is my goal for using Instagram. I haven't done any of that yet, but I was having the thought that, like what I said back here, um, I don't know of where to go. I don't know of any feed that can recommend four or five dis different subjects like I've listed, and I also don't know any feed that can recommend more than one well. So if I said like, is and here's an alternate route. If I said like I will get on Instagram, um, for three months, and for three months I will only watch and follow music, right? So like, 
unfollow everyone who's not music, follow a, a whole suite of new people, and then take a day or two to train my Reels algorithm. Like, And then after three months, change it, because diving into the deep end on this kind of programming uh, might be more effective than like saying, okay, Instagram, I'm going to have Catholic um, content, you're gonna you're gonna see video of beautiful churches, and then I'm also gonna do music. Like, it's a little you know, it's gonna be less potent than if you committed three months to saying these three months I'm following all in all music accounts. Okay, and this is something that I feel like we as consumers are gonna have to get used to is regularly unfollowing everyone and following a whole new suite of people. Right, <clears throat> if we want to go this route. Okay. Um, so that's exciting. Okay, so as a side note, I personally don't feel like a little bit of luxury pro programming, um, as I call it, is a bad thing. So uh, it might even be motivating to see a $1 million watch or a, a, a Bugatti on Instagram, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm open to, like, the th to thoughts about that. I don't know if – because you don't want it to become about gaining wealth in itself, but looking up, um, like, having a feed with, with luxury items maybe for a week might be a good thing. Um, but I haven't thought through that too much, so if anyone out there listening has any thoughts on that, you know, tweet me, message me, text me, um, message me on the Substack chat thing, um, which I haven't actually learned how to use. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, next heading, is aesthetic necessary? Now, this is a genuine question. We're programming ourselves, right? But do we want to program ourselves in aesthetics? So I said... Um, I don't. I know what I want to see on my feeds as far as values, but should I lean into aesthetics that I want to see? For example, I really like the sort of airplane core slash airpunk kind of vibe, like World War One stuff or Treasure Planet visuals, you know, uh, which would serve me to. Uh, excuse me. Would it serve me to see airplanes or men's fashion uh, or the sky on my feeds? Um, this is a question I'll play with and maybe experiment with, and I'll let all I can let you guys know. So. Um, Something more important as far as aesthetics, like I kind of went in a goofy direction with like airplane core or air punk. But what if what if we looked at like you remember that 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 Twitter I, I linked a week or two ago? What was it? Uh, the Western or the cultural critic or something like that posting these beautiful like um, visual uh, tradition of um, American architecture in the early 1900s versus when brutalism hit and destroyed everything. Um so maybe looking at great Western visuals in itself would be a good thing, right? I don't know about World War One or air punk, but actually looking at the greatness of the West or the greatness of art for a while might be a good thing. Um, and maybe, maybe instead of aesthetics, we should just label it art, you know? Because art applied to architecture is good architecture. You know, it's pre-brutalist buildings art applied to fashion is men's suits you know stuff like that art applied to uh you know art art applied to stone is sculptures right and then the catholic excuse me the catholic i'm just kidding okay the catholic um expression or the christian expression of art becomes the great sculptures throughout history you know you got david or the paintings of michelangelo or whatever i, I you know you know so that's that that aesthetic question might be an interesting one so, um, yeah. And then the next heading, how deep do I go? Is, is it, it isn't just social media, as I mentioned. I'm talking about song lyrics and even song frequencies, if you believe that affects you. Jury's out on my opinion, since I haven't really done much research. 
some of some of that music frequency stuff is BS, and some of it may not be. So I saw something going around um, as a trend, um, and it got quit. It got killed pretty quickly once someone explained it. But like, if you listen to music at 440 hertz rather than what it, well whatever 444 hertz, it'll it'll be less harmful for you. But that's kind of BS because 440 is a note, right? Um, so if you listen to the slightly sharp version of this note, it's better for you than if you listen to the slightly flat version of this note. So the Hertz thing was kind of a was kind of BS. But um, I've also heard that the super low frequencies and a lot of percussion can activate more of the lower self and can make you feel more more carnal desire and stuff like that. Um, and there's actually a great um, video by Father Ripperger on how chant is inherently like holy um and i like gregorian and i i can link that in the article but i haven't actually finished watching it so maybe i'll wait anyway the point is some of that may not be bull some of it certainly is bull um i kind of i'm kind of willing to hear the argument that 808 drums are are um evil and animalistic or activate those sides of you but um i haven't really done the research so i'll hold off on that anyway um, in addition to social media, like I said, song lyrics, um, movie and TV subject matter, even internal character values and dialogues, social media posts, as I mentioned, even to the point of analyzing if memes serve you, you know? Like, I've become pretty disinterested in memes. All my friends keep sending me memes, and I like them once in a while, but I really don't care that much about memes. Um, if you're like I, – like, I used to be super devoted to memes, and I used to be like – I can't go without looking at memes regularly, you know, the golden age of memes being 2016 or whatever. Um, so if you're like that, maybe this is more of a serious discussion you need to have with yourself if you do want success. Um, but yeah, do memes serve you? YouTube video content and subs, podcast content, etc. Um, our culture should be held accountable for what they're trying to promote, and our focus is the reigning currency of this internet moment. Solbra mentions some other good stuff like the apps on your phone. Even your wallpaper and app icons will add or subtract from the desired programming outcome, and I fully believe that. As a quick interjection, I personally find the word programming when talking about this kind of stuff sort of anti-human. And gross, <laughs> kind of. Uh, technically, that's what we're doing, programming, you know. But we're also human and not machines, and our dignity matters. Um, but I'll keep using it, only for lack of a better word. Um, so anyway, uh, this even gets down to the friends you have on social media. And Solbra suggests uh, that you cut out anyone who doesn't serve a purpose for your goal. You know, considering this new way of social media, it wouldn't be like, I'm unfriending everyone, um, and everyone get offended. It'd be like, I'm integrating my goals into what I see on social media, and so it's just a different way of looking at things. I think that community is important, and I'm not entirely sure I agree with him on this one unless your friends are actively posting against your goals. So, for instance, if I had a Facebook friend who constantly praised the murder of children through quote-unquote abortion – which is a misnomer, uh, I'd just decide to cut them out of my social media influence altogether, right? Um, or if someone were posting, like, uh, graphic sexual images or something, obviously I'd ban them. So anyway, here's a, here's a bullet point list of areas I can work on I came up with. Um, social media, images, movies, TV, music, YouTube, wallpapers, books, audiobooks, audio dramas, 
podcast budgeting does this purchase serve my goals there is an audio drama called adventures in rc and in one of the episodes they say something pretty cool um every purchase has a purpose i also am a sucker for like cheesy rhymes and then the last one on the bullet point is physical environment as far as it depends on you so like what does your space say about you cleanliness will help you focus that's something that i actually struggle with is cleanliness i'm sure we all do at times okay so that's a good bullet point list of places you can work on another area to work on is music and this is for me so here's where i'm going to start and I, I already tried doing this a little bit, and I'll give you my thoughts in a second. I like to write or journal my thoughts out, so I thought I'd start with music and specifically start analyzing lyrics in songs on my iPod. Now, I do have an iPod. I'm very proud of it. Let me see if I can pull it out real quick. It may be in this drawer that is behind the mic. Here, let me see. Yep, there it is. Look at that. It's the one. It's the most recent one that they discontinued. Uh, the iPod Touch, I don't know what generation, but I'm super proud of this thing. 256 gigabytes, touchscreen. Uh, it runs a, you know, iPod version of iOS. Anyway, I use, I just use the regular Apple Music app, though it's not the streaming Apple Music. And I love to sing, and I get, I get most of my music on iTunes. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of my iPod. Maybe I should do an article about that sometime, because iPods are fantastic. Okay, anyway... I have an iPod. I love owning my own collection of music, but this is a tool, and it can be incredibly useful in programming my worldview. I already know the songs I like to ditch, stuff from people like Ed Sheeran and Camila Cabello uh, when they sing about sex and vice can only serve to enslave me, you know. Uh, that's out. Oh, yeah, and, and that's out. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, although that would not be necessary for every single one of their songs. Like, Ed Sheeran has a fantastic song. What's it called? It's like an Irish, and I can't sing it for pop copyright, you know, but it's on his ex album. Oh, I'm not going to be able to think of it. Nancy, maybe not. Uh, you can't marry my daughter. I'm not going to do any more. Anyway, Ed Sheeran has good songs, right? I See Fire. I See Fire is a good song, and it's not doesn't have sexual references and whatever. So even though I have to ditch some of their songs, period, I can still listen to other of their songs. Um, so, yeah, um... I can already tell you this is not going to be easy, and it'll be hard for me to find the line, too. Some of my favorite songs, like Get Lucky by Daft Punk, are about sex. Do I rid myself of any mention of physical intimacy? Obviously, I don't think it's necessary to de-romanticize my sphere, you know, to get rid of any romantic songs. But where does the line between romance and sinful portrayals of sex come in? Furthermore, I own that Daft Punk album on vinyl and cries that possession. Do I toss it because it works against my desired programming? I think only exploration into this new way of thinking about content will be able to tell me. So, yeah, I already tried this with several um, Adele albums. that I, I used to love Adele, um, and I still really respect her and um, in, in terms of her skill and whatever. But a, a lot of her songs, I, th I don't own the new one, the new album. I just own the two before it, 21 and 25, and a lot of those songs in there are just kind of blech when it comes to lyrics, like nothing of value, but nothing detrimentally harmful, like um, like sinful portrayals of sex, although there are a couple of those. And then some of them are like songs that are, pardon me, some of them are like songs that are about sex but they're super duper metaphorical so it's not gross but there's like one line in, in the middle of verse 2 that you wish weren't there because that just kind of turns everything into that into that channel 
Um, so yeah, this is this is kind of where my mind is at. Um, I I've been working on it a little bit with Adele, and I just don't know. Like it's easy to get rid of Highway to Hell by ACDC because that works against uh, that works against um, that works against both of the things I was talking about. That works against the the career programming because Highway to Hell is about doing activities that aren't productive, right? For or aren't respectful of your your energy to to get work done and it's also anti-holiness obviously so it's easy to get rid of something like highway to hell it's not so easy to get rid of when we oh well i was about to list a song but i don't remember much about that song like adele songs you know like the songs that are like bland in lyric but don't really benefit you but don't really harm you so that's that gray area is (coughs) somewhere i need to work on okay um, th- those are some of my thoughts. Adding content will be important as well. Uh, songs that serve to pump me up towards success and stuff like that and holiness. Um, I personally love the Kung Fu Everybody Was, you know, uh, the Kung Fu Fighting song as it was rewritten. I love the rewritten version um, for Kung Fu Panda. It was rewritten in a way that talks about success and energy and stuff like that. Um, another song that seems like it might be a good, uh, except I reali- I remembered, so I'm about to say, I'll just finish my sentence. Another song that seems like it might be good is the one that Dwayne Johnson is on. It's about drive, it's about power, power, we say hungry, we devour, you know? Um, though I haven't seen all the lyrics, and now that I remember, he, I don't mind cursing so much, it's vulgarity that, that really gets to me. So I know he, I mean, it's a rap song, I know he curses. Um, in that, and I know everyone else who's on that track curses, but if they start talking about sex, that's where I need to draw the line. Um, so, yeah, I say, I say, I haven't seen all the lyrics, so I don't know about it. I imagine, uh, it's a bit vulgar simply because of this culture, but you get the idea, like, songs that actually turn your energy towards success, and obviously, uh, songs I didn't mention here that turn your energy towards holiness. So, another thing I really like is, um, Gregorian Chant, um, and there are several albums that I plan on buying and putting on here. It's very edifying. Um, so that you know, that's an easy one. Another thing is I really like instrumental music, like um, Steve Vai or um, uh, like internet electronic music, stuff like that. Um, <coughs> so uh, that's probably all innocuous. Probably, I'm not sure. Um, pr- certainly, most of it is. Uh, so that's something to, to, to work through. Okay, um, of course these type of, so- type of songs are simply in the vein of one example as of a set subject matter that can help. Um, this is me talking again about the songs that pump you up. Yeah, so I'm saying that's just one genre of song or um, topic matter of song that applies. There's a whole wide range. Um, I'm also interested in anything that doesn't cause a loss of peace or a loss of focus. I want to invest in some Gregorian chant albums too, and I talk about that. So yeah, the not not losing peace, not losing focus. I think that's the primary um, concern. Christian peace, that is. Okay, so I've noticed quite the visceral and illogical reaction from folks whenever I've mentioned in the past that music does program us. Most of the people who hear me say, who hear me say that, are very quick to come back with. No, it doesn't, you know, or else try to shame me or that opinion in some way. But it's true. Music does program us, and there is no getting around that. I know that it's uncomfortable to think about giving up certain songs or even whole albums and artists, right? I don't like the thought of that. I don't like limiting myself. It feels feels, feels juvenile. It feels um, uh, uh, like you're being a prude or something. Super unnecessary. 
Um, but if it's keeping you down, then why not? And if it's a tool by the elite to program you, why not? Like this disgusting, awful, worst song I've ever heard. Also very catchy, but all for all the wrong reasons. The Unholy Song by Sam Smith, the new one, the Satan one, the song about the guy cheating on his wife with men. It's just disgusting. It does not serve you. It should be cut out. If you're listening to that, I don't care who you are, stop doing it. So if it's keeping you down, why not cut it out, you know? Yeah, I like I like some Nicki Minaj, okay? It's, it's a guilty pleasure, right? But it's all really disgusting music, so I can hardly ever listen to it for long without getting, like, just overwhelmed at how gross it is. You know, it's that kind of music is made to be in, to be enjoyable. It's made to be fun. It's made to look good, right? And that's what Satan does. He makes sin look good. So, one more time. If it's keeping you down, then why don't you get rid of it? So, yeah. That's my content programming thing. Here's the conclusion. There are so many ways in which we are being programmed. It's insane. And I think it's time to take control of that. It's time for a culture to be held accountable for what they feed our minds, and this is how we do do it. Boycott projects that don't align with your pursuit and celebrate those that do. One more thing on this subject is that we have the highest obligation, obligation to mortificate our minds for Christ, which means to take over our, you know, to, to point our imagination in the long term to Christ. <coughs> um... Uh, where did I go? Oh, yeah. And and sainthood is not possible, I've noticed, without controlling what you think about your imagination. in And, and this becomes controlled by outside forces if we don't do the controlling ourselves, okay? The Internet will control us. Something will control us, okay? I want to take control, okay? You don't, you don't have the right to control my mind. None of you viewers have the right to control my mind. That is for, for, for Christ. That is a duty I have. To take control in order to turn it to Christ, right? I'm sure the elite aren't watching me, but if they, if you are, <laughs> you don't have the right to control my mind. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Question of the week. Okay, so that's the end of the article. And a few weeks ago, I said something like, um, I'd like to start doing a question of the week. And since then, I haven't done a question of the week. So today, I'm going to do a question of the week. And here it is. Um, where do you feel that content programming might have a hold on you in a negative way? Uh, and what can you do to change your focus and align yourself with goals, with your goals and those goals that God has for you? Sorry, I just noticed a typo. So one more time, where do you feel that content programming may have a hold on you in a negative way? And what can you do to change your focus and align yourself with your goals and those that God has for you? That's my question of the week. I hope to hear back from you. Tweet me at Chaser Lovelacer. My Twitter's really spicy. Um, follow me on Instagram, and you can DM me if you like, as long as you state your purpose up front, because I get DMs of people who are like, don't state their purpose, and it's probably bots or um, you know sexual stuff. So if you if you DM me on Instagram, state your purpose, okay? Anyway, um, I can't be super spicy on Instagram because um, they are against free speech. Um, and then I'm on I'm on YouTube. Same same thing. Um, free speech wise. Um, I'm on YouTube. This podcast is on every podcasting app, um, which don't usually have forums, but I would love a rating on there. And then yeah, if you know me IRL, contact me IRL. Okay, so I think that's everything. 
Um, yeah. I really need an outro card. You know, I just don't. I just don't like ending these. These are fun. I do have to end it because I'm just. I am. I'm gonna leave right after I uh, stop recording this to work for the rest of the day at delivery. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this content content programming thing. Okay. Um, I feel like it's super duper important. I would highly recommend you go read that Soul Bra article. It changed my life when I read it. Or it changed my perspective on social media. I won't be over dramatic. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I will see you all next time. 56 minutes is a good podcast. I really hope the video works out. I'm so sorry about it. Last week's video was shot. It was just 38 gigabytes large. And now I've I've set, I've changed the quality uh, settings. So I'm not going to upload a 38 gigabyte video to youtube i because i can't even pass it between my own devices so anyway um we'll we'll see about that if you're just listening then you had the primetime experience because you weren't expecting anymore all right i'll see you all in the next episode uh goodbye